0: All right. we do have a special guest this week. We are ch- joined by Bill Kraus, a.k.a. Admiral Buck, on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Admiral.
1: Thanks, Lance, for having me here.
0: We're very excited. We haven't had anyone that outranks us, and to be honest, our rank is... <laughs> un- um, we're below Ensign. We're unnamed crewmen on-, on board our vessel, so it's great to have an Admiral on board.
1: Well, Admiral retired, so I might be even below your
0: rank as well, so... Um... <laughs> We'll still take orders from you, sir. Um, so, um, I thought of a good way to start with you to be in, introduce um, what your involvement has been in Trek, um, and what you're if you're currently working on anything that you're allowed to divulge at the moment. Uh, well,
1: I've only been involved officially uh, in Star Trek, the television uh, aspect of it, in this past season of uh, Picard, season two. Um, prior to that, I've just been basically you're, you're uber fan designing and building model starships and that's how they kind of uh, discovered me and uh, and asked me to participate in the show was by building models for the ready room for the stargazer and wow. along the line they said well while you're building these things can you design uh and build another one uh for the show which, which would have been the tos predecessor to the uh the TNG Stargazer so they gave me free reign to design a TOS just, just to fill out the niche they had designed for the set wow. um that was last year so um uh that yeah it was three months of uh just pure panic and joy because <laughs> it was like wow this is this is for real and I'm actually doing this for the show that I, I love
0: watching and uh, Fantastic. Uh, I can't believe that I'm doing it so it was a great thrill to do that and of course the season three season three which is coming out
1: next year hmm. i've also participated in it, but i think those are things i can't talk about but uh, more fun stuff that you'll see from from me in the show
0: too that's wonderful um as far as seeing that what you created that's in season two of picard is there a particular episode um that that's a good one for us to watch to be able to identify the ready room in, um, in on the stargazer is it actually the episode stargazer
1: Right, it's, I think, maybe the first or second episode. Yeah.
0: And the Stargate itself
1: is only in the first and last episodes. Cool. And uh, the Red Room is only seen in one shot. And if you look really closely, because it's, like, one second behind Jerry Ryan's head. Right. About 50 feet away in the dark, you might see a corner of one of the gold chips uh, behind her. So, uh... Right. It's, it's not, it's not a, it's a... If you blink, you've missed it. But uh, in Season 3, I guess you'll see a lot more of them.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, not, in, not in Season 2. Oh, that's wonderful. But, uh, I'm going to have to re-watch and um, have a look with that in mind. You know, with the, the more... Uh, you know, because we, when we do watch it, we do look for the Easter eggs and stuff that are there for the for the fans. It will be um, definitely worth having a watch of those episodes in Season 2 to see if we can spot it and go, oh, we know that guy. It will be very exciting for us. Yeah. Yeah. They um, put a lot of detail in the, a lot of the sets. Yeah, fantastic. You just don't see him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Just, um, as a, as a fan of the series, do you have a favorite series of Star Trek?
1: Well, I was brought up on the original series, so, uh...
0: Wow,
1: yeah. Watching that and reruns growing up as a kid, that was all Star Trek was for me. It was just, you know, the original series, and then when, once the movies came out, then mm. you took off from there, so, um, having been brought up with
0: that, you know, the original series is still, you know, is, uh, are my roots, yeah. more or less, so, uh, but I've, I've seen all of the
1: series, and, uh... Yeah, because I love Star Trek
0: and almost all forms. Excellent. We do have a saying here that all Trek is good Trek. And when we do rank episodes, it's actually almost impossible to get below a six and a half. Like even the worst episode, we still love anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, all right. We'll, we'll hit our first segment. Um, what have we got for us? First, we are going to look at... Oh, we've got a music sting. That will tell us what we're doing. If you didn't like chrysalis, then you were not alone. But is this one better than the voyage home? So part two that we do in this section, Bill, is if this was the first episode of Star Trek you ever saw, do you think you would go back for a second episode? Was there enough meat on the bone, as it were, to keep you interested in the series? Oh, I think so because like, there's, there's a lot more to Star Trek than
1: just a story. I mean, you can get hmm. you can get involved in a character, or or, or characters, or you know, just the aesthetic of the whole thing. And uh, I think for me, any kind of Star Trek, there's never any one episode where it's like, well, oh, that's that Star Trek," because right. Star Trek is like a encompassing amalgamation of everything that you kind of absorb it and you make it your own personal star trek you know if, you, if that makes any sense but um you can get through the, the, the difficult episodes with by thinking well i still have other star trek that i can look at and yeah, i can bounce off but if, if it were the first thing i saw and you know if it was a bad episode then you might want to think again about ever watching it again yeah um to you know, coming in cold if you had no prior experience to the show um yeah to be you know, it'd be a tough question.
0: Yeah. I, but I, having been a
1: fan, you, know, you can get
0: through the dark, the heavy, you know, the that's dark right. episodes. That's Because you can know that the next one might just be a little bit better. Or, you know, or a bit more hope. fun. Yeah. I, I found this one to be quite fun. Like, um, and, you know, even from the start, we've the doctor sounding the horn to get Paris's attention. I was probably hooked from that point. I reckon I would have kept watching from this point on. There's body oh, swaps, yeah. there's there's mystery. It's um, It was quite a good episode on its own right. right. I'd, I'd probably get, score it in, you know, an 8 out of 10. I've, I really enjoyed this one, yeah.
1: I wonder if it's how the doctor knew where the horn was on the car because oh. <laughs> if he wasn't familiar with it, what a 21st century or 20th century car was... Hmm how do you know it was on the steering wheel and how do you know you, that was pressed a button in the centre of the wheel that that was the horn
0: unless he had some kind of allergy it was kind of oh wait how does he know about the horn yeah so, it's true like they've, I was kind of they've implanted him with so much medical knowledge of thousands of doctors did they did one of them go hey by the way in the 20th century yeah. you do this to get to alert somebody there's danger. everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Captain Jean Luc Picard medal. Okay, so for new listeners, each week we award three positive votes for the best characters or things that have happened in the episode. I say things. We have once awarded points for a moustache. That was how impressed we were by uh, by that in an episode. But um, this week I've gone more traditional. I'll tell you the votes that we've gone. So for one vote, I've given it to the holographic doctor. Um as mentioned earlier he got Paris's attention by sounding the horn and from that point on he was always in the in line to get some votes. Um he also um dobbed on Paris to Chicote reported him and and once Paris or whoever Paris was at the time gave him some praise he just gave him the day off and I thought you know um what what good ego that wasn't hidden at all. It just really sums up The Doctor. I am a fan of The Doctor, and it, it is hard for him in my world to give negative points, but, yeah, I gave him one this week. I gave two to Balana Torres. I actually, watching it from her perspective rather than the Paris perspective, which the camera kind of had, she was actually quite reasonable in this episode. Like, Tom was the one that was being more Klingon than than Torres, and she didn't really get upset Um, even when she was being told she was being unreasonable, where I think a classic Balana trope would be to get actually quite upset, clear the desk, you know, that that sweeping motion that people do to clear the table and get upset, flip the desk. No, she didn't do that. She just kind of took it and was quite calm with with it. I actually thought she was, um, for all the shade that was thrown at her, which is comparable to what Andrew does to me in these episodes, I thought she was quite calm and relaxed. So she gets to... But for me, three, Janeway. I thought um, at the start when Paris was late for duty and he said, you know, um, he came in and he said, anyone ask for a driver? And she just glared at him. She didn't have to say anything. She just wasn't going to take that from anyone. She didn't reply. She gave the cold Janeway glare. And then later on, she tried to have a, a one-on-one with Tom. And it was a lot more direct than the one-on-one that Chakotay had. Chicote was kind of going down the, come on, mate, let's be a bit better about work. And Janeway was just like, these are the facts, mate. You've got to lift your game. And was in total control of everything. So for me, it was a, Janeway stole the show for me. Admiral, what do you think? We you would task me with uh,
1: picking the three worst uh mm. characters or i think aspects of the show yeah. and I'm, I'm confused with your ranking is is one the worst and three the best oh. or is it reversed in three is it three two one three being the worst two and one being not
0: as bad as the other two it's a good I'm question <laughs> i'm not sure how you how you've ranked that yeah so with with what i've done i've given the three votes to the most positive character with what I'm going to ask you to do in the very next segment is give the three votes to the worst character, second to the, to, the, to the second most, second worst, and one to the, oh, it's unfortunate you're there, but you are. So what we might do is play my little musical sting and move straight to what we call the Keiko O'Brien medal. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. Three um, three positive characters does imply the existence of three negative characters. And we've asked the Admiral to put on the negative pants this week and look at it from that perspective. So when you watched um, the episode this week, did anything stand out or anyone's performance stand out in the the bottom three? I think uh, Paris himself was probably
1: the worst character i mean the, the, like, probably the way he acted because he was such a jerk selfish <laughs> and lazy you know and it's like and the bad guy came through take to take him over and he wasn't much better so i kind of got like, split the votes between the death character and tom paris because they were both equally selfish and equally jerks mm-hmm. uh with the the, you know, the shape or uh, form switching uh, alien um he was such a stand-up you know bad guy because of course he had was written that way but um he didn't really make any efforts to kind of not be obvious <laughs> every, every person he ran into he was just giving himself away as you know he's eventually going to fall into in, in trouble and get get you know identified as the bad guy and yeah. uh, cause he was he, he made everyone mad he ran into so um but it was like Chicote mm. who was actually also to blame for letting not an engineer go help this alien with this, you know, new <laughs> yeah. fine technology. They sent Paris. Yeah, right. Why not send B'Elanna or, or Ensign Kent? They're both engineers. Why, why not send them to help the guy with his engine trouble instead of Tom Paris, who's a pilot. I'm sure he's smart enough that you know, fix a, a Camaro, but yeah. can he also fix this, you know, theoretical, you know, faster than light, was like the coaxial drive?
0: That um, we're not familiar and, with at and, all in the Federation. With, but, yeah. Well, that would have been a great thing for them to...
1: Borrowed that technology to go home. Yeah. And did they install it on the shuttlecraft they escaped with as Janeway? They say they somehow forgot about. It. So wait a minute, isn't that a coaxial drive in the shuttlecraft we just captured that you were in? And they just oh, oh we forgot
0: about. Yeah, it. we oh, won't. Yeah, we don't... talk about that ever again. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. It's like but, the yeah, it's um, like, it's, like, it's like the space lizards that they left behind on that planet. We don't talk about them. Right. <laughs> a sure ticket home. Yeah. On the shuttlecraft we just. No. No, well, you can't go home yet. <laughs> no, that's right. There's plenty left to do. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so was that Chakote for two points? Probably, yeah. Yeah? And did you, and, uh, ha- and a did you have a third A three
1: between Steth and Paris, I
0: think. Yeah? as a share of the... Oh, right, well, a I mean, point five. Enough. Yeah, we could do well, that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure how your point system works, but <laughs> you can work... You can put maybe Paris has three, Chakote has two,
0: and then the Steth character is one. Who have you got as one? Maybe. Yeah, stuff. Oh human. yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. No problem at all. Well, that that that's very fair this week. Um Okay. I I can't really argue with it. Um the only I, I didn't I had someone that was floating between positive and negative votes and that was Harry Kim. And it was kind of similar to what you had with the um we've got the technology we might use it again. Um he likes golf, but I don't think that ever comes up again either. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's replicating a putter or something. And um, yeah, I don't Did think we ever see him hit St. Andrews or anywhere. <laughs> I think there
1: was also a little goof there because uh, I think uh, Kim had asked uh, Paris about uh, if they want to go play golf. And they, they mentioned a character who <laughs> we want to go golfing with that was apparently deceased oh. uh, from a previous
0: episode. Like, oh, wow. Really? <laughs> oh, I didn't spot that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that. That's very good. Yeah. I wonder if it, if our listener picked that up too. <laughs> Excellent. Great votes. All right. Time for the next segment. What? Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Right. There was quite a lot of fight action in this episode. And I don't think any of it was um, really ship-to-ship combat. It was all... I'm a shapeshifter, but I'm not in the Dominion, and I need to take your body. I'm going to fight you to do so. So I had five such fights listed. Well, five fights listed. One of them's not a shapeshifter. One I think we got Tom and Steff, um, where Tom loses his body and becomes whoever Steph was before. Tom and Taurus had a big fight in front of any everyone in the in the mess hall. Uh, Janeway, um, and Paris and Tuvok had a bit of a, a. I think Janeway and Tuvok would take try and take down Paris. Janeway and Seven, um, for Janeway to steal the shuttle, and Janeway and Steth right at the end. There were five fights I've got there. Um, Admiral, do you have one of those that sticks out as the a memorable fight, or are all of them just at the same level this week?
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of uh, heavy combat like you mentioned. It's uh, I think when the uh, when Steth. You know did the body swap with uh paris and it was basically just kind of grabbing the neck and he did the same thing with janeway so those were probably the most violent of mm. those two confrontations the rest were all like verbal uh confrontations and at the very end uh when paris was in the shuttlecraft as as death and he was you know captured by the uh those pursuing him so we didn't see any, any kind of you know, ship-to-ship combat at that point either so it was all pretty Pretty mild, I thought. Yeah. Uh, there was also a, a competition between uh, Seven and steph when she catches him at his station. And it was
0: oh, it kind yeah, of like, true. "What are you
1: doing here?" kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. it was, he was very, you know, jovial about it, but he kind of snuck away. But so how are they letting this guy just wander throughout the ship without mm. any kind of escort? Anyway, it's like, what? Are we? What are you doing over here in my corner?
0: Yeah, Tuvok did nothing, did he? Um, this episode, yeah. it's, it's like, security as an alien we've never met before. It's, yeah, let him go. He's all right. Yeah, yeah all right. he's pretty friendly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, interesting. I, I f- found this, and particularly the um, uh, the incidences of um, shall we say, what we call the Riker Medal, or or now we call it Mornhub. Hub. We used to call it the Riker Medal. Um, there there's quite a bit of you know um, in the end, um, romance or or physical stuff that happens with someone that's not the actual person that they're thinking they're with that's not reacted to or it's not <laughs> it's not acknowledged in any way um i think in a way this might show where voyager is in time versus where it is now if the if those kind of incidences happened in a in a today series rather than um a 90s series i think that would actually be reacted to and not only in that episode but in episodes to come whereas you know, we don't actually see Belana's reaction to pro- probably sleeping with someone that wasn't Tom. It's implied that they were going to have um, a bit of physical um, uh, in that right. scene. But, um, yeah, that... that Who knows what happens in the, the camera? Maybe something else happens because it fades out. As yeah, you're exactly. Pulling back from the yeah, garage. That, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that we don't, you know... We, we won't talk about it and it will be forgotten by the next week's episode. Right. It's Obviously certainly it's that true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought that was interesting in this week's one too. Yeah. All right. We have an, um, another segment to hit. Let's hit the music sting. <laughs> Line of the episode. In this segment, I like to write down what I think is the best line of the episode, and I've got a choice of two, and we'll defer to Bill with which one out of these two is the best one. So I'm putting on my um, thespian voice now. We had Taurus say, I finished without you. About the breakfast mm. that they were having together, and we've got Tom Paris saying "access program grease monkey," it's technical lingo. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I think I chuckled at both of them. I think I did like Belinda's uh, line about being "I
0: finished before you." <laughs> That's a good one, isn't right. it? Right. And he's that late. <laughs> yeah, he was very late, and you know he's he late was late everywhere. He was.
1: Where are the clocks on the ship? They have no watches. They have no idea what time anything is, but he's always late.
0: Are they looking at a clock somewhere? No. They just know that he's always late. It's it's funny because we're watching random episodes with what we do here. We're not getting the the story arc. I was actually wondering if this is the season where um, Tom intentionally sabotages things. To and actually becomes ensign for a little while, and then gets lieutenant later. There's a there's a story arc wow. where he isn't on the job as much, but he's trying to find out who a saboteur is. It's it's a mouldy episode or maybe even a season arc, but I've th- got a feeling that might be earlier and might be like more wrapped into what was happening in the Seska era rather than this seven of nine era. So maybe he was just having a bad. You know, the I've got it all, I'm doing well, this is not who I want to be. I'm the rock star of the show and I want to be turning up for the afternoon shift with a hangover. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's hard to say. I mean, uh, he's, he was in a lot of trouble this episode and he, yeah. he couldn't seem to catch
0: a break. Yeah, excellent. From anybody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Metal. I do like seeing romance in an episode, and as we touched on, there's a little bit here, but it's characters pretending to be the other characters and not necessarily themselves. So, although so although Paris and Belana did appear to get it on, I'm going to have to give points to Belana, Paris, and Steth on this one because, well, all three were involved. All, Three were involved, two bodies were involved, but I think I have to give it to all three. If you think I'm wrong, I'd love to have a tweet on this. So send one to at unplanned Shrek. Should have they used a saucer separation. This is the section of the episode that we usually give to Andrew to do because he loves thinking about if we could saucer separate, how would it improve the episode? Because it's absolutely underutilised, as was the battle bridge in Next Gen, which two things that we absolutely love. But given that we've got a, a Starship designer with us, this is absolutely um, our Admiral Bill's um, wheelhouse this week that we're going to um, throw to you on... Not not only the Starship design of Voyager, because we know that it doesn't saucer separate, because really it doesn't have a saucer, but if we could separate in this episode, what you know how how would have that benefited the storyline if at all? But also um maybe we could go into the Voyager design as well, and what, you know what if there are any positive or negative aspects you'd like to call out about the, the design itself.
1: Yeah, you mentioned, yeah, that the, the Voyager doesn't have any kind of saucer separation, but uh, looking at Rick Strombach, who designed the Voyager, and he also designed the Prometheus, which looks vaguely like the, the, the Voyager in, in its configuration, kind of an a arrowhead-shaped hull, and it did separate. So right. uh, the Voyager could have separated along the same lines where it kind of like nested itself from, you know, almost like a, an onion peel, kind of the top of the, the primary lifting off. and... Uh, Along that kind of line rather than a, an entire body or section of the ship separating it's just kind of like a, another layer just kind of peels off of uh, of the uh, the hull um mm. like a little Chevron or some sort of uh section of the ship but you can also look at the bottom of the uh, voyager which uh, was the uh the craft that's mounted below it it's kind of embedded into the um the bottom of the hull that's a fairly large ship i think uh, mm. that's almost a, it's a separation in itself
0: I, I don't think they've ever shown that uh Leaving, or maybe they have. I, I don't recall if that's ever been shown, but uh, uh, Voyager has a lot of cool features where it has landing gear, it can land on planets. So, yes, um, uh, in, this, in this episode, I'm not sure whatever was called upon to do anything other than just being a vehicle for the, the story. So, mm-hmm. they weren't chasing anybody,
1: or um, at that point.
0: So, if it could have separated, it, it might not have the pilot would have been completely different as well, and they probably wouldn't have been stranded. You could probably sa- yeah. sacrifice a holographic doctor in one section and take everyone else back home with the technology well, of the caretaker.
1: The staff could have easily just done that, could have separated you know, part of the Voyager
0: yeah. with
1: him. Yes, and gone off. Go- <laughs> Rather than stealing a shuttlecraft, you could take it half the ship with
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the whole ship, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it would have come in handy this week. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Well, we've, we've come to near the end of the show now. Um, but before we say goodbye, I have spun the wheel to see what we're going to be doing next week. We're actually coming a little bit more modern than Voyager next week. We are going to watch, actually, the very most recent episode of Star Trek Discovery. We're watching Coming Home. So... Everybody, with this being a weekly podcast, you've got a week to watch that. Assemble who you think your votes will be and send them through to us and we'll, we'll have a look at them next week. But before before we, we do sign off this week, I'd really like to say thank you, Bill, again for participating with us. It's been a lot of fun having you on. Um, thank you so much for having me. Our, our listeners can follow you on Twitter at Admiral Buck. And um, is there any other current work that, or a previous work that our um guys can um view or websites that you'd like to promote to for your work, Bill? Or? Oh, it's uh,
1: it's Twitter. I think it's
0: at Buck Admiral, and, oh, and sorry, I'm yeah. also on Instagram at Admiral Buck, and uh, on Facebook, just as Bill Kraus Yeah, so terrific. Those are- my three sites. Yeah, fantastic. I really um, I, I um, contacted you via Twitter and love what you put out there as a fan, seeing some of um, the various stages of, of creation of ship design. It's, um, it's absolutely fun all the time. And some of the screen grabs that you share, I save them on my phone and I'm looking at getting one as a... Um, I'd, I'd like to get one as a canvas in my lounge room. I'll just have to have words to Mrs. Unplanned Track to see if I'm allowed to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so yeah, much for permission. being... Oh, yeah, all oh, right. Um, do, do I have that or do I... I'll, ro- I'll write Probably to you. That yeah. was okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. All right, well, thank um, you. yeah, re- really appreciate you being on. And for everyone out there, live long and prosper. Just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned track.
1: Unpl-